Welcome to the diving pod. I'm Dario DeFazio, two-time Olympian. I'm the assistant diving coach for the University of Miami for my 27th year. And uh, I'm one of the developers of DiveMeets.com. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Make sure you get over to SidelineScout.com. Check out their video replay. Uh, their poolside live package is incredible. You can upgrade to the box system as well if you want to get into the data and analytics of diving. But like we said, it's the most important tool in diving. It's the best uh, TiVo replacement out there on the market. So make sure you get over to SidelineScout.com. Awesome. So uh, Dario, we're just going to jump right in here. Uh, I know just from hearing stories about you that your story is quite uh, unique. So why don't you just take our listeners through your journey and how you got to where you are now? Take as much time as you wish. All right. Well, I'm going to try to make it as short as I can. <laughs> it could be a little long. But anyways, let's see. My journey coming to the United States starts in 1989. You know, I had a... I was a very successful diver back home. I was a national champion. And, uh, but there was a turning point in my career. It was in 1985. I came to a, what was called the Canada Mix, which was, uh, which was the Grand Prix, Canada, Mexico, United States. And uh, I remember it was the McDonald's Invitational. I was 18 years old. I walked into the Hall of Fame in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm going to be all right. When I walked into this pool, the first dive I see was Lee Kong Chen, KZ. Mm -hmm. He was on 10 meters. He did an English three and a half talk. He opened in about two and a half and disappeared. I mean, I literally turned around and start walking back to, to <laughs> I said, no way, man, I'm going to compete in this place. Anyways, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a, quite a meet for me. I was dead last, dead last. I dove three meter. I remember how to talk list. You used to do 11 dives back then, you know, and, uh, anyways, I got home. I went home with my tail between my legs. But I, what was great, though, was um, I realized where I was and what I needed to do to, to be able to, to achieve my dreams, my goals, and whatnot, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I get home. I tell my parents, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> my parents, as good Italians, they say, uh, no. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> Too young, you have to go to school, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, I had to go to school, you know, and then I found the fastest way. It, it was like a technical program. And I said, okay, I'll give you a diploma. I'll go to a technical program, blah, blah, blah. And I got a technical, it's called technical, whatever, in computer, right. computer oh, science. Wow. Yeah. So I got that and I told my parents, and now I'm leaving. You know, I was about 22 years old when I first came here. All right. I got, uh, I remember I got my backpack, 700 bucks in my pocket. 
and uh, a big freaking dream, you know, to make it to the Olympics, you mm -hmm. know, and I knew, I knew that back home wasn't going to happen. I needed to come here and train with the people that were just better, better than, than me, period. You know, I always say, I always tell people and my divers, just get together with people that are better than you. Not the people that are less than you, that's not going to help you, you know, uh, the way you improve is to be with the best, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I did. I came I came over here. It was quite a, 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 a of course, when you're young, you have uh, the world, but you know what? Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, came out here, had my friend Carlos. He was a, a big, you know, help and influence, uh, helped me out, stayed with him. He was also a diver from Venezuela, you know. And uh, so I started training at the University of Miami club team with Scott Rich. That was 19, like, I want to say May of 1989. Two months later, he leaves Miami. He was the head coach then. Mm -hmm. And Randy Abelman comes in as a head coach. So, I mean, technically, I've been in Miami longer than actually Randy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyways, um, in... Uh, I remember um, Randy trying to offer me a scholarship back then. I just didn't know any English, man. I didn't know how to take a test. I didn't, I had nothing. I mean, I was like, <laughs> so I tried, I tried. I, 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 I took the TOEFL, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I think you needed like 500. I went 450. So, it, you know, it didn't happen. It didn't right. happen. So I lost that scholarship. Randy gave that to someone else. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up going to Miami-Dade Community College mm -hmm. at 22 years old and started from scratch, mm -hmm. from zero. Well, first I had to go learn English. And that, it was about six months. I passed my stuff and all good. But it was too late to, to get a scholarship. So I did mm -hmm. a year at junior college and I competed junior college. Okay. That was funny. <laughs> that had to be unfair for the people you went against <laughs> yeah i think it was a little bit but anyways i did that um uh, and i was still trying to pursue my division one scholarship somewhere and train mm -hmm. i was recruited by alabama uh back then it was um um greenwell was the mm -hmm. coach there pat mm -hmm. Uh, but that didn't work out, you know, then I was recruited at Tennessee, but Dave, mm -hmm. I even signed a letter of intent. I remember back then, but it didn't work out either. I mean, it, I had now remember I'm about now 24, mm -hmm. 23 and a half, 24. It wasn't really a good deal for someone to give me a scholarship and I didn't have all my years left. Mm -hmm. That meant that I needed some kind of, a coach assistantship or something like that to finish, but it wasn't really a good deal for the coaches. So it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Then a coach uh, at UM told me, a swim coach said, hey, Dario, Division Two has no age limit as long as you mm -hmm. have uh, years left of, of school. Yep. And that's how I ended up going to Division Two. Because, but I'll back up and why I make that decision though, mm -hmm. you know, during that time, I'm I'm training towards the Olympics, right? And uh, 
So I was 25, I remember. That's right, because I made the Olympics in 92. I was 25 years old. So that's how old I was when I moved, when I went to the mission. Too. <laughs> but, you know, the journey to make the Olympic Games was, was quite something for me because, um, you know, I had to deal with many things. I had to deal with politics back home. Uh, I was looked a little bit as a as a trader, and you know, this guy's here, and I left the United States, and and uh, so th th there was a lot of obstacles mm -hmm. put in there for me to make it. I remember my trials was going to be the 1991 Pan Am Games in in Havana, and uh, I received a call from them and said, "Hey," they said, "Nah, we're not going to send you, but you're okay because I had won the South American Championships, right? Okay, I won." one three and ten meter in one of those in that championship anyways so they say that will be enough and i'm like oh well that's this sounds kind of weird anyways right I kept, I kept training and about two months in 92 before the olympics i received a a call from a swim coach and told me hey they're not going to send you to the olympics and that to me was devastating you know because mm -hmm. uh you know, that was the whole point of coming here is getting better doing that. I, I proved it by winning the South America championships. They never gave me a chance to go to the Pan Ams. I was so upset that I, I wrote this three-page letter, I remember, denouncing, you know, the president of the Olympic Committee. I mean, I was 25, you know. Mm. <laughs> I think I have that letter somewhere. But anyways, I, I <laughs> sent all those to the newspapers. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, guys, this is what's happening. I think I have a fair trial here and I need your help. Well, these people posted on the main pages of the main newspapers, the whole letter. I mean, they didn't write a story. They just put the whole there. That's and awesome. What it did was created so much pressure, you know, that um, they went ahead and, and decide, they look at all my scores, all results around the world. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, okay, in order for them to look good with their decision, they said, okay, there are two meets left in Europe. One was in Vienna and then Bolsano, okay? So they said, if he gets a medal, then he goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Of course, they look at the scores. They look at everybody. Who's going? This guy ain't going to make no, <laughs> no medal, you know? Yeah. No so pressure. Actually, you know, I took the challenge, though. I said, well, you know, I, I'll take it. And I had to pay my way. <laughs> so anyways, I, I get to, to Vienna. And I had a great meet there. I mean, I ended up, I made finals, which I've never made at an international meet. I remember um, I was eighth place or something like that. And uh, I did send those results. I was so excited. I was in cloud nine, you know. Mm -hmm. Come on, making finals in a meet like this. Yeah. But I wasn't good enough. I mean, for me, I, you know, that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to do Bolsano and maybe that will be it. You know, I'll, I'll move on. And so we get to Bolsano. I, the, my prelim was unbelievable. I remember Randy was there coaching. I, I remember I was fifth in the prelims, which was even better than yeah. Vienna. You know, and, and I never liked to watch the meet. I always was a guy that liked to go inside the bathroom, listen to music, do my dive and get out of there. 
I do my last dive. You know, everybody starts shaking hands, but you don't know. And, you know, everybody shake hands. That's yep. not a big deal. Anyways, as we're waiting for the results in Bolzano, the outdoor pool, it's in the swimming pool. So the scoreboard's all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And as I'm waiting and we see the score come down, I ended up third. And oh. I, beat, I beat my best friend, Chemi Hill, diver from Spain, who was a diver at UM, by one point. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, I'm telling you, this is like a movie, you know? And yeah. I was, I was crying. Everybody was coming and hugging me. They all knew my whole story, you know? It was just... Um, I tell you, and I get goosebumps about it because it was so cool. You know, it was, I was, I was showing all those people they were wrong, man. You know, I, you know, anyways, that was a pretty cool uh, experience for me. The way I achieved that and I got to, to, to be in the Olympics. It was uh, really a, uh, a cool way to make it, you know, and I remember <laughs> I never met the, the president of the Olympic Committee until until 1996, which was my second Olympics. Right. And I, went, I went and introduced myself. I gave this guy a super heart attack because, you know, I proved him wrong. All the newspapers yep. said, hey, this guy was right. You know, he he belongs there, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that, that, you know, that was tremendous. And then I was about to retire. I had to wait. I went to see my relatives and I had to wait about a week and a half before they decided, okay, we're going to send them. They have called every federation to make sure that I wasn't making up results or mm-hmm. anyways. I remember walking in that pool because they didn't know whether I was coming or not. And Randy was there as a coach. He coached like five different nations. I remember in 1992. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. He coached, I think Argentina, Venezuela. He was the head coach for Holland back then. <laughs> He was coaching Edwin Joingens mm-hmm. and Daphne Joingens. You know, Edwin was uh, one of the main coaches in England. Mm-hmm. And then um, he coached uh, in Netherlands for a while. And now he's back in Australia coaching. Anyways, uh, it was quite, quite, quite an experience. You know, it was, it was, it was great. It was, it was great. That's incredible. You know, I just have one follow-up question for, for you. And that's throughout all those trials and tribulations of like you think you're about to go to a school and then it falls through how did you stay motivated and stay driven on that goal of making the olympics when there were a lot of speed bumps and stop signs along the way that's a great question you know um i remember uh, i will tell people i lie to myself okay because my you know i you know i'm not done until i'm done you know i will tell people i was already made, made the olympics if I didn't say that to myself, nobody else, I was by myself, you know, nobody else was going to say it. Yeah. So that, that's what I did. Believe me, uh, there were many nights, uh, sleepless nights, you know, but uh, that was me. I was resilient, man. I was, I was going to do whatever it needed to be done and to show that I, that I belong there. I didn't want anything free. I just wanted, <laughs> you know, a fair trial. Yeah. And, and um you know, that's, I don't know, that's me, man. And that I take that as a coach. I don't take no for an answer, man. I'm until I'm down, then I'm down. But, but, uh, that's why when I coach, you know, some of these people that are so talented, so talented and, and they <laughs> sometimes have issues and, 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 and they're upset or sad. I'm saying, listen, you, you have, you're having the time of your life. 
You yeah. have, I wish I had a quarter of the talent some of these kids had. I probably would have been a medalist, right? But, <laughs> you know, anyways, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much resiliency, man. And, 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 and telling myself, I mean, you can do this. I mean, that's awesome. I was an so, okay diver. You know, I wasn't the greatest diver. I was an okay <laughs> diver. And uh, a lot of people were better, but but I just worked my butt off. You know, I, I had to, yeah. if things didn't come easy to me, I had to really work harder than other people, you know, to yeah. do the things I could do. So what really <clears throat> kind of drew me into your story there was you almost called your shot. You, you, you sent your story to the newspapers you said hey i need to i need to have a fair trial here i need to have a fair chance just like everybody else um and then you had two meets to do it you talk about pressure you talk about wow everything is on the line in these two moments how did you handle that did the thought ever cross your mind that you maybe weren't going to make it and just how did you handle yourself through those big high pressure meets to make it to the olympics that first time well you know of course I was a realistic person, you know, I, I, I knew I wasn't gonna, I wasn't that good to get a, a medal in this, in this meets, you know, but the fact that in, in Vienna, I could do the way I did it, it, it gave me like, you know, a little more of belief of what I was able to, to do, you know, and at the end, I just, you know, I say, Hey, I'm going to go ahead out there and do the best I can. I can't, I had to keep myself, you know, organized and 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 focused on what I needed to do until the end, you know. And 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 I, like I said, man, I I needed to prove the people that they were wrong. And I was I put myself on the spot as well, you know. You guys at Miami probably just focus on yourselves. You don't worry about what else is going on in the world of diving. But last year, CSCA did a hundred greatest men and women's swimmers and divers the past hundred years. You were the only D2 male on the list, essentially saying you're the greatest division two male diver ever. Does, what does that mean to you looking back as like a small chapter of your diving career? You know, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm the hundreds best diver, <laughs> you know, I bet you there are a hundred, there were a hundred divers better than me, you know, um, it just happened that I ended up in division two. I was definitely better than than many kids at, at that level. Maybe a bit unfair, you know, because I come from I was coming from a different level of diving, and and uh, and I'm very proud of it. I I yeah. thank you know all the coaches that nominate nominated yeah. me, and uh, but I I I was a bit embarrassed about it to tell you the truth, you know. Really, I'm, I'm yeah I'm I'm. They're, I mean, if you tell me as Division Two, yes, mm -hmm. I was probably right. the best diver in Division Two, and right, and, and, and you know the records are there and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But um, you know, it's an it's 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 an honor. It's it's a nice yeah. thing that that people looked at it and 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 looked at the my story, the records, and and, and mm -hmm. nominated for something like that. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm proud of it. it it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah, I uh, just for our listeners, that way they understand. So Dario still has the one meter NCAA D2 record, which I think is the longest standing record across all three divisions for the NCAA, which is pretty awesome. And I still like again, I've I've said this, we've talked about it off air, but 
my high school coach, Kenny Bedford said that you made him a better diver because he saw you dive and you kicked his butt and he's like, I got to get better. Like, and so like you help people get better. And I think that's a mark of like a good athlete and a good competitor. Like it wasn't just about you, you were doing your thing, but you forced others to get better and you probably helped push D2 diving to the next level, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. Listen, it was quite an experience for me. Uh, you know, I here I'm training in, in Miami under Randy, you know, mm-hmm. I've trained in these great pools and great places. And all of a sudden I make a decision to go to division two. <laughs> I didn't even look at the pool. I didn't even know who the coach was. I mean, I, I spoke, the coach back then was Nikki Kelsey. You know, she's mm-hmm. a coach at Northern Arizona, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, I owe her a lot. I love her very much. Mm-hmm. And, and she was so kind to me, you know, and, uh, and we achieved something pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I think that that plot, we won that nationals the first year I was there, mm-hmm. division two, Oakland won. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was a platform for her to move on and, and went into, you know, uh, yeah. coaching other places, division one after that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, imagine I, I get to this place. I, I, when I walk to the pool at Oakland, the old Oakland University, Oh man, it was a six lane pool that had a little side for diving. It was one meter, two one meters, one three meter. You had to stop the three when the one went because if someone missed, you know. Oh man, <laughs> it was something you know. But I, you know, I I had to do what I needed to do. I, I yeah, I needed to have a degree. I, it wasn't my intention to be a coach. That wasn't really right. my my plan. Mm-hmm. My plan was to have a computer business. Right. Okay. That was, you know, I was going to go to college and get my degree, did my diving, and then move on with my life. I already had my, I had my plan in there. Right. You know, if you read my bio in the 92 Olympics, that's what I, I said. I said nothing. I'm going to come here. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to go to the real world, I guess, after this. <laughs> Very good. But anyways, it was great. It, it, it was, uh, well, the reason I went to Oakland as well. It was either Bakerfields, California, or Oakland University, mm-hmm. because Dick Kimball was forty-five minutes away from Oakland. So I called Dick and I said, "Hey, Dick, I'm 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 going to go to Michigan. I'm going to finish school. Will you coach me if I'm up there?" And he said, and he didn't say that to many people, you know, he didn't right. coach foreigners and and mm-hmm. you know and. And he said, yeah, man, come up here. I'll, I'll, wow. I'll help you out. So in my day off, I will create my schedule so I can drive to the University of Michigan, train with Dick. And uh, and then the other days I'll be in, at Oakland with, with Nikki. She was helping me out there. And, you know, with this, what was great about this is I got to train with Mark Lindsay mm-hmm. here. I mean, Mark was coming back. From the ninety, you know, from the ninety-two Olympics. I mean, it was, it was such a great experience for me. Yeah. I, I got to be trained by Dick Kimball and, and and train next to you know Mark Lindsay. That I mean, again, just surround yourself with better than people than you. Yeah, and you will be successful. You know. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Mark. Who were some of the other divers that inspired you and divers that you looked up to? Listen. Back then, we didn't have internet, right? (laughs) Yep. 89, you know, I think the internet started in 95, 
94, the, mm -hmm. the beginnings of the internet. And uh, all, all I can do is whatever they show on TV back home in the Olympics, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a guy back home. His name is Carlos Isturiz. He's a head coach of Venezuelan, the Venezuelan national team now. I mean, he was the man, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 he made the 84 Olympics and I was maybe 16, 17. I mean, I wanted, I, this guy was my role model, you know, it, it, he was, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to walk like him. I wanted to dive like this guy. He was the national champion. He was the mm -hmm. best, you know, and it, I was very inspired by this guy, Carlos Asturias, uh, of course, Greg Luganis. Uh, back then was Tan Yande, was uh, one of the best Chinese divers. Lee Hongping, you know, Hongping, mm -hmm. USC. Yeah, yeah. To me, uh, Hongping was one of the most beautiful Chinese divers. You know, most of them were hard and fat. No, this guy was, you know, Hongping was, was beautiful. Uh, it was Bruce Kimball, you know, mm -hmm. yep. back then. Um, uh, Klaus DiBiase, but that was... You know, he was already done after that. All I did was watch watch the videos and stuff. <laughs> you know, all, all these people are really uh, amazing. And there are many yeah. people that we don't talk about. Other American divers like Ron Marriott, for example. Mm -hmm. He was he was an unbelievable diver, Ron Mayers. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a guy that was doing walking gainer three and a half on 10 meter, man. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, he was doing back three and a half in 85 on three meters, you know, uh, these are guys that we don't talk about, but they were, they were unbelievable. Then you have Randy, of course. Yeah. I got oh. there. I don't put yeah. Randy in trouble. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, now as we kind of transition from like you as a diver into your coaching career, you know, starting out, what's your preference to coach one meter, three meter tower and kind of why maybe that's your preference. I love coaching all of it. Awesome. I I just, I, yeah, I, I, what I, what I love the most about coaching is the process of seeing these people coming in green and then seeing them, you know, through the whole process, how they start in their first year and how they leave, you know, they're, they're, they're completely different and not only in their diving, right. But, but, but I really love the, the, the growth, you know, these kids come out of here with, with the different sense of what life is about, what culture is about, um, you know, great. It, just the whole process of develop individuals to that yeah. point, you know. And then if we get to win and do whatever, I mean, that's to me is the cherry on the cake, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I am very competitive. I like to win. You know, I've always have. I take things personal when we don't. <laughs> I do. I, I, you know, I sit down and I think, well, what can I do better mm -hmm. next year or next month to, to have these guys really perform when it's time to perform? I mean, yeah. what can I put more in here that that can make a difference? And and that's the fun part, man. It's it's. Yeah, I don't see failures. I don't see people failing. Okay, I don't. I don't see it that way. I see it. You didn't get your objective that mm -hmm. you had our goals. And I see it as, as kind of actually cool. Let me, let's, let's see how we navigate this to get to the goal. You know, to me, that's really the challenging part and the cool part of coaching. 
Yeah. You're always tweaking and changing and trying to do things better. Your plan maybe wasn't the way it was, and maybe you need to tweak it so it's a little better for next time. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. You you lead like right into a whole bunch of things we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about later. That's pretty cool that we're all kind of on the same page as far as that failure aspect or, you know, just le- everything is just a learning experience. Um, but in that coaching realm, what would you say some of your strengths are and some of your weaknesses are? Listen, I think one of my strengths is uh, the energy I bring to the to practice, to the person. You know, to me, I don't allow anyone coming in the pool with a bad attitude. It's it, 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 You can't have it. Any issues, you leave it outside. You come in here. This is the best time of your life, man. Yeah. This is the best time of your life. You're good looking. You're a great diver. You're, you know, going to places. There's no, no, no time for, <laughs> you know, for complaints, you know. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I lost my train of thought. There. <laughs> That's okay. You you were just mentioning your strengths of coaching being your. Oh energy. yeah. Uh, I'm 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 I will describe myself as an on your face kind of coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna let you. You know, I'm gonna tell you straight what what's happening and what you need to do. You know, and I think that's that's a great balance between Randy and myself. Randy's a little yeah. more laid back and and. And and he's a guy. We're yin and yang, pretty much. Yeah. You know, more of a all the way out. You know, let's get this done. And there's no, you know, excuses why we shouldn't be doing this or you know, things like that. I, I'm I'm very um, passionate about it. You know, since I was a diver, and now the same. Every every day, I, I love what I do. I love coaching. I love getting out there, solving problems, solving dramas. Uh, you know going through the whole you know situation and then when you when you achieve your goals that's you know such a cool you know feeling you know yeah but it's no it's not the whole thing to me to me you know when people you know being a champion it has so many different it depends on the perspective of you see it winning doesn't mean that you are only the champion many people that work hard and, and and try and 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 they didn't win, but you know what? They did everything possible. You know, they were very disciplined. They grew. Those are champions, man. Mm-hmm. A great example is David Dinsmore. Yeah. You know, I mean, David to me was one of the most unbelievable divers I've ever coached. I mean, David could could pull a meet. I mean, he could do dives that that you know i'm telling you and i'm getting goosebumps again i mean this guy when he turned it on he turned it on you know and and you know he was very successful in many mm-hmm. ways right yeah he uh, he didn't make the olympic team that was mm-hmm. his last goal and 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 you know when i when i talked about that it kind of makes me a little sad you know because i really wanted it for him so bad but I mean, he's a hell of a champion. He's, yeah. you know, he he did everything possible to to get to that point. So, anyways, I think champions relative, you know, yeah, not going to be 
Yeah, I think we we've talked to so many people about about Dinsmore and and he's just like just kind of really seems to be loved by all like competitors, everybody, teammates. Um, so it's neat you kind of sharing his story a little bit, you know, as you because we know you help out with the club team down there at Miami. What is the difference, especially as an in your face style coach? How do you deliver that message different to maybe younger athletes as compared to your college athletes? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I have my my I have my elite coach hat and mm-hmm. then have my my six-year-old hat <laughs> right you know which i think gives me saying that it, it is great i really enjoy that it's completely different you know mm-hmm. i you know but i bring the same energy to the kids it, it, you know i don't know i have such a great time they have a great time and uh it, yeah it's completely different you know yeah you things are not the same if you ask me now, what would I prefer to do? I would prefer to do only <laughs> college, <at this time. laughs> right? But uh, but I, you know, I still enjoy the age group. It's um, and the way you talk to kids, and and again, and that's even more where where you're more of a mentor and a father to many of his kids, you know, yeah, and, and making sure they're doing the right thing and 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 not getting in trouble and. <laughs> And, you know, my, I have a, my age group is not that big, but, right. you know, I have, I coach kids from six year old to 18, you know, right. Some days I only take the little ones and I give Cooper's been helping me coach. So oh, I, nice. They all the age groups to Coop or, you know, you deal with them. I'll just, <laughs> you know, That's awesome. So awesome, let, awesome. let's just say you have a really talented young athlete and they're, they're just excited about the sport. They want more. What do you tell that young diver that's aspiring to be great type of a, you know, advice or things to think about for their upcoming diving future? Well, I think first you have to have a dream, right? Um, you start with a dream. You need to find a role model, someone that you can imitate and follow, right? After that, you need to find a great coach. It's so important, especially in the development part. Mm-hmm. You need to find a good coach that takes their time, you know, in the fundamentals of the sport. Many, many coaches, I think we make a mistake and I made that mistake. You know, when I started coaching, you want to teach things so fast and, oh, you did a backflip. Oh, you can do a back one and a half. Let's go. You know, no, I mean, I, mean, I think it's very important. Okay. Uh, and then as you start with that, you got to set your goals, short goals, long goals. Is this going to be the key for you to be a successful diver? Maybe not. Not everybody's successful. Not everybody, oh, I want to be an Olympic champion. No, but at least you have a path, you know, a map taking you through that. You need to be disciplined. You need to work hard. It's, um, you need to work on your conditioning very important uh, that's another thing i think some coaches miss is we try to do a back one up pike but we don't have abs enough to get your legs up you know so again back to the fundamentals and and, and stuff like that and you know really love what you're doing you know i think those are all uh successful tips you know yeah. for be yeah. to do well Again, that doesn't mean you're going to make it. Yep. Why? 
Well, to be super successful, you need so many things. You need yeah. uh, talent. Mm-hmm. You don't have talent. You know, there's so much you're going to be able to do. Uh, and hard work. You yeah. Know? yeah. Realistic. You also have to be realistic as you go. You know, those yeah. all might change. But, but you know, uh, yeah, those are... No- that's perfect. And then in general, as you go to these international meets and coming up as an international diver, what do you see as the strengths and weaknesses in our young divers here in the U.S. today? Listen, I think there there are a couple of coaches out there that are doing an excellent, excellent job with the kids. Uh, I'm not going to say names, so I don't know. <laughs> but there, there are s- several clubs doing a great job uh, developing these kids. I think we should model some of these programs and help <laughs> the other age group programs. Yeah. You know? And, and, and um, to me, if, if the, the problem here is that everybody doesn't want to be told what to do. Right? <laughs> yep. Everybody wants to do what they want, what they think is going to work. And, and that's, that's fine. I mean, I believe we need a, a curriculum that we need to follow from developing coaches, right? So it's it's like I I I say it's like jazz, okay? Mm-hmm. Jazz has a melody, and then you go up and down and do whatever you want with your instrument, right? But you mm-hmm. always have that 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 melody. So yep. if we can have a curriculum for all coaches, a coach is I mean. We should have a level of coaching. Yeah. People need to study and 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 you know, it's like Canada, level one, level two, level three, level four. And they make you push you learn how to develop, how to how to teach certain dives, how to create macro cycles, how to, you know, and then level yep. five is those coaches that have all those things together. Yeah. And, but we need to have a school, I think. We need to have some kind of school, yeah, a curriculum that 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 fa- a minimum, a minimum um program yep. that 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 people can follow you know and uh that way we don't depend on two or three teams we we can have instead of three or four divers we can have 20 25 divers yeah yep. you know somehow we always this coach has always managed to bring someone up mm-hmm. you know and which is great but um Many, many other divers, you know, sometimes we get a diver that we have to spend two years changing mechanics and, and connections and spotting and, and stuff like that. So if we take that, take care of that from the beginning, you know, I think it will be a a, a great successful program. I yeah, mean, yeah. England, England does it. They have, they follow their future champions program. Mm-hmm. They do all same. They have level of coaches. Yep. There's teaching, you know. I like how you said that about jazz music. You know, you mm-hmm. have your your blueprint, here's your guidelines, but within yeah. that you have your creative flair, whatever it might yeah, be. You, That's you excellent. Do whatever else. You do whatever else, but if you can give people the minimum path to get through gymnastics, that's it. Yeah. You can't move on if you don't go from level one to level two, right? We do have some levels in place, mm-hmm. but they're too liberal, you know, they're yeah. like, yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. you, know, oh, you can do a lineup, you can do, 
No, but let's say year one, this is what we do. Year two, this is what you do. Year three, this is what you got to be doing. Yep. You know, and, and then you can see those people that are not doing that. Well, they're behind. They're not quite, you know, yep. and, and, you know, but, yeah. but I, know, I know people need to make a living. You know, I know people got to do things, but I think you can create great divers and make a living as well. Yeah. You know? And you can have, you know, all kinds of kids. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Well, we're going to segue a little bit here. Walk us through kind of founding and creating divemeets.com. It seems like the go-to site for any diving <laughs> event. I'm always on there. If I can't watch an event, I watch the live, live scoring come in so I can kind of get a feel for, okay, that person missed the dive. I don't know if they miss it long, short, bad hurdle, whatever, but the scoring is amazing. The archiving is amazing. Talk yeah. to us about that. Well, that's something I'm very proud of, you know, um, I, I am one of the creators. I'm, we were four people, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, I, I remember um, one of my, I coached this kid and one of the parents uh, approached me and and said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm working on this program and, and I would like you to take a look mm -hmm. and see what you think. Um, Kelly Jackman you know, was, was one of the found, main founders of, of Die Meat. You know, he was, he was the main pusher at first. Mm -hmm. He was a parent, brilliant guy, extremely smart. His vision was way out there compared to anybody else. If he, <laughs> you will tell him he's crazy, but no, man, he, it was amazing. So anyways, when he brings me this system, I say, well, it's just as difficult as whatever other system is out mm -hmm. there. I think we need to include parents, coaches, that you know, the whole mm -hmm. thing. So we we build it from the ground up where we could include everybody, include everybody, right? Uh, we were the first people that had online registration in the world. Mm -hmm. Never it wow. was never, it was never done before. It was all paper or email. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we were the first people that did that. We were the first people to show live scores mm -hmm. online. Um, I mean, we came out with so many different things. We have a judge's analysis that that is mm -hmm. uh, unbelievable, which is video connected to the dive where you can click and you see the video. Um, you know, we've done a lot of things. We, we've helped create a matrix to uh, develop our national teams. Um, you know that that's and that was maybe 14 years ago that we put it together and and um and that you know then things grew with the profiles and and all the scores being there and and coaches being able to go there and look at the kids averages and and stuff like that this is something we need to take it to a different level mm -hmm. and because we all do a bunch of stuff you know it's always put in the shelf uh, we are working on a new uh, website, try to stream things a little bit better of our 80-year-old uh, website, you know. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And uh, we're behind some things, but we're, we're working on them and, and, and we'll come out and, and, and do some new stuff. I want to get, uh, we want to get some recruiting system. Yeah. Where coaches can go in there and, and make it really easy to find kids, uh, rough diamonds, do things by regions, you know. Yeah. I have all this in there that we're working on. 
but we're only, you know, we can do whatever we can do. I, I work full time, you know, I coach full time. Yep. The time, the, the times are not doing coaching. I'm sitting on a computer. <laughs> That's so, what I, I always joke with Aaron and I'm like, man, like it's fun. It's neat hearing you say that the potential for like the recruiting aspects are kind of coming in the future. Cause I was like, Aaron, how easy would that be as a college coach to go on and be like, Oh, this regional kid that has no profile anywhere. It's right yeah. here. How, how can I request to reach out to him just through dive meets? I'm like, that would, it'd be so that's awesome. Gonna happen. That's going nice. to happen. And what's that's awesome. great is you, you can, you're going to be able to, um, filter it to your need. Wow. That's awesome. So you can, yeah, you can narrow things down. Wow. You know, I won't go into detail, but it'll yeah, be, it will be cool. Well, be well, you're going to get all the college coaches that listen to this excited. That's for sure. I, well, many of them have asked me for a while and, 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 uh, I promise that we will do it. <laughs> that's all. We keep actually, um, Aaron and I were talking to people at sideline scout and I'm like, how awesome would it be if, you know, like when we were at winter nationals, like I'm just sitting there taking all the videos. Well, how, uh, I don't even know if it's possible. How cool would it be if you had someone at every big meet that's doing video, but somehow that the scores from dive meets aggregate into the video. We do that. We do oh, that. That's so judges. cool. We do that with our judges analysis. You know, that's awesome. So each, each dive it's related to, to that. So each dive that's awesome. link, and when you click on the link, it, it brings up the video. Oh, that's and awesome. That, but that's something that can be implemented, you know, separate and the judging. The thing, the thing with that is you need someone taking the videos. Yep. Right? That, that, that's really the hard part. We also did um, the first people that stream video mm -hmm. through the system, but it was so hard when it came to logistics mm -hmm. that, you know, we decided mm, we're not going to do this. Let, yeah. let, you know, other people in that, you know, that that's awesome. And anyways, that, you know, it was, it was, uh, die meets change the way, uh, meets were run. It, it helped the parents understand not only that, but you know, the kids can go and compare mm -hmm. their front jump with the other kids front jump. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it created a, a an excitement, you know, I want to go to the next meet and get my average better or and yep. who has the best 107 right now. Stuff yep. like that. All that, it, that, 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 the other thing that made it interesting is like for the public, it was very important for us is to understand what was happening. So that's why you see on that, there, when you're looking at the live scores, you see all that data. So yeah. many things for that. So many, yep. because, you know, diving was like watching a racehorse, <laughs> yeah. but without, without watching the racehorse, right? Like you're there, you can hear, but you don't, you didn't know what the hell was going on. So that, that was also very important for us to do. And it's it's, it's it's so it's cool awesome. like there are there's occasional meets where i just can't see them i just can't watch and i'll be watching it live on dive meets and i can see all right this girl needs 75 on reverse three and a half or reverse two and a half tuck on one meter she's only done it for 69 points so she needs her best ever and then if it happens you're like oh my word yes yeah. <laughs> something so you, something you, crazy you just happened it gives you the average. Mm -hmm. and well, you know, data doesn't lie. Sometimes, yep. you, <laughs> sometimes you need to be lucky to hit that average. <laughs> it happens. It happens. You know. Yep. But, but data, you know, I'm I'm a big believer of data. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if if you went past, you were lucky that day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible. And then uh, before we jump into our signature questions here, Dario, is if our listeners or club or college coaches wanted to advertise their camps or clinics, how would they do that through Dive Meets? Listen, when you log in, there is a link that says advertising. And uh, once you go in there, it explains how it works. It's sort of like Google where you put some money, you have a credit, and then it plays it plays your 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 ads. And if you want your ads to play more, and what you do is you beat two cents, three cents, yeah. stuff like that. Just uh, usually we don't have that many. You know, at, during uh, summer is that we get more. Yeah. So if people want to be in the rotation more times, then people end up paying like a two cents per print or you know. Yep. Something like that. But it's on there. You you log in, you click on advertising, and explain us exactly what you need to do you know, how big your, your image has to be and where to send it and et cetera, et cetera. It's, awesome. it's kind of a fun game to play too. If there's more <laughs> than one ad running, cause we ran an ad uh, for our 2028 and beyond camp. And I think at the same time, there was another summer camp advertising and it was like, all right, you could tell they bid a little bit more than we did because their ads would show up a lot more. And well, so they that, probably bid more, correct. Yep, they probably yeah. bid three, four cents. Or who exactly. Knows? So, yeah. so then you get into this mental game of like, okay, I really want mine to show up more, but I have this certain amount of money I'm willing to spend. It, it's actually like, I, I got a kick out of it. It's actually it kind of show fun. <laughs> it, it will show, but you know, the other guy gets like a, an extra a step yep. forward. Like, yeah. Go through go and get 200 bucks you know yeah 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 you pass everybody you know? yeah all right well we'll get into our signature questions here you mentioned failure not being uh looked at as a bad thing and we don't see that either on this podcast we see it more of an opportunity for growth you know you're either winning or you're learning so from that perspective what would you say your favorite failure has been well I can't tell you I've had a failure. You know, I've I've made mistakes. I didn't accomplish my objective. For example, in the '96 Olympics, my goal was to make the finals. That's it, and it didn't happen. You know, and it it always stayed with me a little bit, but I learned uh, to move on. You know what I'm saying? So what I do now, or I tell the divers to do is, you have an hour of pity. And you got to move on after that. You don't have to talk to me. You can go cry <laughs> to the corner. But after an hour or the follow, whatever it is that you want to set up, you move on. And, and then we go and we chase how we're going to achieve that goal that we couldn't achieve. I don't, yeah. don't want to call it a failure. It's not. Yeah. yeah. How many times you have to fall to get up? How many times, you know, divers have not made it you know yep. or have lost the meat i mean many you can ask any any <laughs> of the top divers mm -hmm. i mean they felt so many times yep but what it is is really it's it, it makes you get up and and and, and find a way to, to to achieve that it doesn't feel good when you, you don't do the right thing you know and you know, as long as you can see it in a positive way, I'm I'm extremely positive when it comes to coaching and try to achieve stuff. I I like the negative to be out. You know, sure. we don't we don't need to be negative. You know? Yeah, 
That's awesome. So you mentioned earlier that like a coaching curriculum could be something that United States could do to improve. What about the NCAA as a whole? Any areas of improvement that you could see there from, from the NCAA perspective? Oh, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's difficult as it is, I think, because, you know, it, it's a sport within a sport. Yeah. Uh, you have all these different rules involved that stop us from, from doing really what we want to do, you know, uh, it, it, it is hard. It is hard period because we're a sport within a sport, you know, I, I will say to be our own sport, but that's something I don't know if that ever going to happen, you know, sure. Right. When it comes to budget and, 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 you know, it, 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 it is a hard thing. It was, it was so funny. Heath and I got a chance to go to the men's NCAA division one meet and, you know, we're up in our media. I put media in air quotes. Cause I don't really feel like we're media. It's just like, we're way too relaxed to be <laughs> legit to, to me. Um, but we're the only people there for diving. And it was just like, okay, we're going to show up and watch practices. We're going to watch warm up. We're going to get a vibe for who's diving. Well, who needs some, some last minute polishing. And we were the only ones who, I mean, it was really fun to watch Leon Marchand, of course, but we were the only <laughs> ones in the stands up there. We didn't care about the swimming and it, it kind of points to, I guess, where you were headed is it'd be great if there were separate sports. It's just one of those where I don't know if that could ever happen. I would love it. It would be incredible if I could just come down and watch a diving meet. Um, it's just one of those weird little, you're right, sport within a sport. And if that's what's keeping us around and us alive, then that's just what we're going to have to do. But it was really enjoyable to be down there and, and just embrace everything from the diving perspective and not really care what was going on in the swimming pool. You know, I want to thank you guys for what you guys are doing. I think this is pretty cool. I I I feel that this is a a gate to many people to come, listen, uh, learn, take whatever they can get from this. Uh, it really I think helps a lot of people and brings the sport, you know, uh, in front. You know that, and, and that's great. I want to thank you guys for doing this. Nobody has done it before, you know, and Wait. and. Um, I really appreciate the work you guys are doing and, and your passion for the sport. I, you know, I feel it. So that that's cool. Well, well, we super appreciate that. I think we're just taking a page out of your book. We just keep putting ourselves around people better than us and we get to learn from them every week. So that's, that's kind of what I think Aaron and I's whole motto has been. We're just going to keep asking really, really good coaches and really good divers and let's learn something. Um, you know, now this is where we get to learn something from you here, Dario is what's your favorite drill to do with your athletes. It depends on the season, you know. I, I love to do, I have all these different come out drills and kick out drills down in the dry land on the floor, which really is a bunch of abs, you mm -hmm. know. You call it come out drills, but they're doing, you know, an unbelievable amount of abs in each one of those. And in during the pandemic was really great because I had to come out with with things and it really pushed me to do you know, stuff like that and connecting different exercises all related to, to our diving. Mm -hmm. So I, I love to do those, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I have a, a really a favorite drill, you know, no, nope, that's uh, perfect. I, I love to do our springboard drills in the morning where, where, 
every dive is is touched in a different skill and exercise. You know, we do that a lot every morning. We go through every single drill uh, where everything's involved, connection, come out, spinning, lineup, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. Love, love it. That's awesome. All right. Best advice you've either given and or received. <laughs> Best advice I've given is loyalty. And, and uh, yep, loyalty is very important, you know. Yeah, uh, that's that might be one of my favorite answers ever. <laughs> one word, and it says so much. That one word is very impactful. Yeah. Um. All right, next one is, who would you like to hear us interview next? Oh, man, you have to interview Rio Ramirez. Rio Ramirez. And he's at Virginia Tech, correct? Yeah, All he's right. got a unbelievable story to tell man i All think right. people will love it you know um you know rio was an unbelievable diver uh, unbelievable you know um uh, this is a guy that we, you know we trained together right. right helped him when he defected but i don't know i don't want to tell the story so you right right him, but, but um rio will come in the morning and his first dive, first workout on 10 meter was a back three and a half talk and he'll go for nines. First dive cold. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wasn't wet. He will go up to 10. I mean, he was amazing. He was amazing. That's um, awesome. But besides being a great diver, his story, I think will 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 be really cool. All right. Awesome. That'll be great. Um, yeah. and then this is my last question for you is what question? <clears throat> are we not asking that we should be? <laughs> wow. I think you cover them all, man. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That's okay. You put me on the spot. I yep. think you them all. That's you awesome. No, that's, that's perfect. Honestly, uh, you know, Dario, we've been waiting a long time for this interview with you and it was well worth the wait. This was, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us this evening. Um, before Aaron sends us off, just a reminder to everyone listening camps and clinics, if you want to advertise them with us, um, reach out to us on Instagram or email that Aaron gives, or go over to dive meets like Dario said, and throw them on that advertising and get your camps advertised. That way we can help grow some camps here in the U.S. and help everybody out. But uh, again, from me, Dario, this is the last one. Thank you so much for your time. We know you're busy. We appreciate it so, so much. Thank you for having me, man. This, this, is, this was pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, if you're out there listening, again, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is thedivingpod at gmail.com. Uh, one more time, I just got a couple events I want to remind you of. The Dive Into Diversity event is happening in Tempe, Arizona. It is co-sponsored by USA Diving and AAU Diving. That is April 28th, 29th, and 30th. So make sure you reach out to us or Diane Mays. She's got all that information. And then um, our, our showdown. Our showdown is, Heath, remind me of the dates. I forgot to write that one down. May 27, 28, 29, I believe. Yeah, the, the Moss Farms Showdown. Uh, we're inviting a whole bunch of crew, a whole bunch of kids, a whole bunch of coaches. It's going to be a blast, uh, a huge um, recruiting weekend as well for the college coaches out there. So make sure you join us. Um, but yeah, 
divingpod.itemorder.com that has our t-shirts and hoodies and hats, all kinds of good stuff for sale. Enter dive pod at checkout. But um, thank you again, Dario. Excellent to meet you. Nice to put a face to a name. And I was very, very excited to have you on and you had an awesome wealth of information for us. So appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll one or make, maybe make someone laugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time.